Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Stee Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm all right, Stee. The nights are drawing in, aren't they? They are. It feels very different atmospherically looking at you in this sort of the gloomy light that's cast across your shed. Does it feel different recording in a dark does i don't like it the clock's got to change soon isn't it um yeah i mean you know look it's uh it's october the 10th as we record this um i'm really tired at the moment see i had, a, I had i'm not ashamed to, sh- to say i had a little nap today uh and i woke up and my daughter was dressed as a witch <laughs> so there's an indication of where we are in the year isn't it so um yeah you know it'll be christmas before we know it it will uh, i had my first mince pie today I saw. What's the um? Sorry, I should say I saw because you post you put it on Twitter as opposed mm. to me peering through your windows. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the plan now then? Is it what, what is it? Just, just is it ad hoc? Is it is it one a day from now on? Well, no. What I was surprised about. So uh, this has become a Twitter tradition of mine now. Every time I have my first mince pie of a season, I post it. I think I mentioned this uh, maybe before on the show, but. People used to say that was what you used to do with Twitter, right? People are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not joining Twitter. It's just people posting their breakfasts. Um, which, I'm not saying I have mince pies for breakfast, but what I am saying is Twitter would be a much better place if it was just people posting their breakfasts. Yeah, those were the days, weren't they? Instead, they're arguing about whether it's okay for Kotaku and PC Gamer <laughs> To um, almost, it seems, advocate playing Metroid Dread on uh, on PC. That's Aren't a big they? argument that's raging at the moment. Yeah. Well, let's return to that. But first, to conclude the important business, what surprised me about my uh, mince pie today was I went to post this on Twitter and saw that it is over a month later than my first mince pie of last year. Oh wow! Brexit. <laughs> Maybe or. Um, I think it's a consequence of COVID, actually, because uh, obviously, I imagine, like a significant proportion of uh, the United Kingdom, I moved to remote grocery delivery uh, over the over the pandemic period. So I put in my groceries on a website, and a, a kindly person comes and drops them off at the door of uh, of um, my flat. I don't know why I was trying to think of a fancy way to describe that. <laughs> Shay Curran. Your, your manner. <laughs> my manner. Uh, my tiny flat in South London. And um, I wonder whether, you know, I, like you get into habits. So you go you go onto the, onto the website, you go to crisps, you go to sharing size, obviously. Or you go to the ice cream section, which, by the way, uh, has trouble this week because apparently there's not enough dry ice 
in the United Kingdom at the moment. It's one of the shortages. So there, <laughs> there may be some interruption to your ice cream deliveries, it warned. Um, uh, but that, because that, because you're kind of stuck in your lanes, right? You go to these sections on the on the website, you don't see the outliers. So I go to traditionally the delicious pastries section, maybe I should, but I hadn't seen the mince pies were available. It was only today when I went to, I had to go to a physical supermarket, I know, uh, and saw they were saw they were out there a month late. What did you do to the kindly person that usually drops your shopping off then? Why have they refused? <laughs> well, I tell you what, when they arrive to the, the Tuesday delivery, I'll have some words for them, which are, uh, no, I have no plastic bags to return this week. Sorry, thanks. Uh, maybe in future then, to avoid such a situation where... Um, you've not been eating mince pies which are available in the stores uh, you should uh, line them up with uh, FIFA coming out that's roughly <laughs> the same time every year and when FIFA launches you should have a mince pie that should be the new tradition Simon's second attempt already of the show to bring us back on track <laughs> well done that's good if only All it was right. deliberate we are a video game radio show that often uh, typically, generally, largely strays from the point, which is video games, and we will be talking about those later in the show. In fact, imminently, Simon, have you played any games this week? I have played games this week, Steve. Have you? I've played two, and Me both too. of them were recommended by you. Uh oh. So well, in which that. case, I, I, I'm almost certain that you won't have played one of the ones I've been playing <laughs> because you wouldn't recommend it. Good teaser. Very, very good. Uh, we'll have some video game. Do we have letters this week? I've seen one, I think. Yeah, we do. It's a long one, though. So that'll do. So. And then there's that there's that complaint as well. Maybe we should address that. <laughs> we did have should a we? complaint this week. Uh, we should do. Was uh, it a serious we'll about... complaint? Was it? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I, I guess it depends. I, I guess the seriosity of the complaint <laughs> depends on the tone of the person who's going to be reading out that letter. Is it going to be me or you? Let's do, whoever it is, let's do shouting. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. And we've got the video game news. And Simon, I have not had a chance to look at the news this week. Okay, I'll do my best to carry us, Steve. All right. With that in mind, it's time for the news. Okay, Simon, what's news story number one? Well, you know, we are uh, we head over to the old faithful video games chronicles uh, chronicle.com, uh, posted by Andy Robinson yesterday as we speak. He writes, some Far Cry 6 PS4 boxed version owners are reporting that they've received the Russian version of the game by mistake, despite purchasing it in the UK. Crucially, this means that those who are unlucky enough to receive the wrong region version of the PS4 game cannot upgrade it to PlayStation 5. As demonstrated by Twitter user SJPearson85, PS5 users can solve the issue by creating a Russian PlayStation account. However, they will not be able to access their DLC via this method such as the extra content included with the premium editions of the game. Users in other European territories, such as Germany and Greece, are also claiming they've received the Russian version on Ubisoft's official support forum, blocking their free PS5 upgrade. VGC has contacted Ubisoft for comment on the claims and will update this story when we hear back. Well, the story's not updated, Steve. <laughs> so, so maybe Ubisoft don't work weekends. You know, that's maybe. fine, isn't it? Maybe they've left them on red. So this whole PS4 to PS5 uh, upgrade um, situation is just such a mess. I went to a real-life uh, supermarket yesterday, uh, Steve. Uh, I went to a big one as a superstore, and I always, I always like to take a little detour when we're, um, you know, out buying stuff, stir fry things, and food for Saturday evening for heaters. In case you're you're, you're wondering, I do like to take a little detour in these superstores to the uh, to the electrical sections. Um, you know, you sort of 
caress some hdmi leads and and stuff <laughs> like that but uh i i had a nose uh, i was it was me and my daughter and uh I, w- I went over to the computer game section and um fifa was there and i mean i will get these prices wrong but they are indicative of them where it was like 50 quid for a ps4 version and like 70 quid for a playstation 5 version maybe only slightly but sorry maybe 10 pounds more maybe that was a premium edition or something like that and i thought crikey that is a lot of money um and then they were selling uh because i noticed it separate versions of uh far cry 6 on ps4 and 5 that's almost all the numbers covered uh and again it just struck me as being like a right old hassle so if you buy your PS4 version of Far Cry 6, yeah, can you upgrade it to a PS5 version for free? I believe you can. Oh, sorry, that's why that's yeah, in fact you reminded me. That's why this particular version of FIFA was uh, more expensive because, you know, sure, uh you can upgrade PS uh, your your Far Cry 6 um, maybe I'm talking not. Maybe this is a premium version, but again, it just illustrates how confusing it is. Uh, you can upgrade your PS4 versions of Far Cry 6 to PS5, maybe only if it's the premium version. And that, that's maybe what this FIFA version was. So you had a PS4 version, you had a PS5 version, and you had a special PS4 and 5 version, which was slightly more expensive. Oh, just <laughs> made my head hurt. It's making my mouth hurt now. What's the difference between the PS4 versions and PS5 versions of these games? Is it just shinier graphics, higher uh, frame rates? Don't they say that they're using a new motion engine, okay. um, uh, which is not available on last-gen formats and PC? Right. It's all much okay. for much, isn't it? Fine, anyway, fine, fine. Okay, can uh, we just also rewind to the original story? <laughs> yep. Okay, so... Does the story say where these players claim to have got these games from? The UK. The UK. And other European territories such as Germany and Greece. So, what's your instinct here, Simon? Do you think this is a distribution issue? Uh, must or be. Or do you think it is players finding a store online, a discounted store online that's shipping them games that they've shipped in from the uh, from Russia? some kind of yeah I, I i don't know um uh stuart pearson who is quoted in the story his original tweet in all caps this bit here is why you cannot get your far cry 6 upgrade for ps5 at ubisoft sent out region encoded discs to other regions again because <laughs> apparently they didn't learn from the last time this happened it's a common error apparently if you were that i mean assuming it is a distribution issue i mean that if you'd have got the notification yesterday on your weekend, you know, you've just shipped loads all over Europe, you're going to be feeling a, a, like a little bit worried about going back into the office on Monday, yeah, aren't you? difficult to enjoy your Sunday. <laughs> that. But that said, knowing nothing about this, and, uh, you know, regular listeners to One Life Left will assume that's always the case. We know nothing about anything. But we are fully prepared to take confident guesses at solutions. Surely this is quite an easy fix. Presumably something on the back end just says, let the Russians upgrade. Well, once you start letting the Russians upgrade, Steve. <laughs> Where does it lead? Where does it lead to? So I was going to ask you, actually, what, um, when I read that news story, uh, what would you say your biggest mistake you've made at work is? <laughs> um, the, there's... Definitely the story that we've talked about on the show so many times before. The the one from Back at Edge when I was in charge of the review section and should have been proofing every day's uh, sorry, every issue's review scores and failed to successfully proof the review of GTA 3. Uh, was it GTA 3? It was one of the GTAs, yeah. wasn't it? It must have been GTA 3, uh, which got 6 out of 10 and was meant to be an 8 out of 10, which already would have been enough to make make a lot of people very cross. Um, but it got 6 out of 10 in Edge, according to the review, because the template for the single-page review had a 6 in it, uh, and it just it went to press like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I found out via... I think it was Mark Donald, editor of Official PlayStation, 
think it was him, or it might have been um, might have been someone else. I think it was him. I, I just just sort of tapping me on the shoulder in in <laughs> in the corridor at Future and saying, "Very bold, <laughs> Mark, for, for your review." Because the issues had come out that day, and I, I said, "Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 an eight, so it's still." It's like it's it got a six. And at that point, <laughs> yeah, if I'd if I'd received that news on a Sunday, I would have been taking a sick day on Monday, definitely. Um, and <laughs> and then the conspiracy theories started. What about you, Simon? Uh, well, I suppose the time most recently where I felt pretty sick was um, when I had agreed a console exclusive on a particular game uh, I was working on. And uh, they tend to come in sort of two stages, right? There's an email that goes, oh, okay, look, if we get involved in this, here's 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 what, you know, you'd get from us and here's what we'd expect from you. And uh, I agreed, I agreed that. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, you know, it seemed like a reasonably straightforward thing to do. The exclusive itself was for the, um, let's say the upper, <laughs> the upper end of the hardware scale. Uh, didn't need to do anything on the lower end of the hardware scale, which would have been challenging for that particular game. Uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do that. Uh, so I went and did that. The contract came through, and um, it was sent to the person in the company that was signing it, uh, who then um, came. Th- who then came back to me and said, "All oh, right, you know, here's here's um here's what this company's saying. Uh, just checking that this is what we agreed." And I and I read through it. It's like, "Yep." Um, and it was only, let's say, four months before the game shipped that I realised. I don't know what prompted me to do it, but I went through the original contract and. Um, I'd agree I'd waved through a version of a game that would not technically fit on a particular format that had been signed in a legal contract um, yeah uh, I I was pretty panicky then it got resolved just did an email aside just to confirm the original intention which is what I had agreed to but it had been shifted slightly in the contract that we'd received so um yeah, I mean, if that if that company had, had had held us to the terms of the contract, it would have cost an awful lot of money. Wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, good. All right. News story number two. Okay. This again uh, from VideoGamesChronicle.com, uh, written by Chris Scullion on the eighth of October. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have added the ability to buy XP and resource-collecting boosts with real money in Marvel's Avengers, reneging on a promise that this would never happen. Following the title's arrival on Xbox Game Pass last week, its in-game marketplace has added the option to buy consumables with credits, which can only be bought with real money. Consumables can be used to temporarily boost the amount of XP a player gains or increase the number of resources they collect whilst playing, essentially acting like an accelerator to ensure faster progress. The news has angered fans of the game who believe the developer and publisher have gone back on a promise that paid microtransactions would only ever apply to cosmetic items. No comments from Square Enix, Steve. Uh, Just a lot of uh, Reddit, uh, Reddit comments. Um, <laughs> what, what do the Reddit comments say? Well, uh, shame on Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix. I was such an advocate for this game too. Now I'm uninstalling. Mm. Um, mm. Others said they had a feeling this change was going to happen as far back as March 2021 when Crystal Dynamics slowed down the rate at which players could level up. A blog post at the time stated that the previous rate of XP gain had led to pacing issues, such as skill points currently being rewarded too fast, which may be confusing confusing and overwhelming to newer players, an issue that seemingly is no longer a concern as long as players pay for it. Okay, so Simon, why does this matter? It matters, well, what has happened, speculation on my part, is that the game was released as a premium title, um, 
you know, I, I don't know how well it did, but from where I'm sat in the shed, it didn't, it looked like if I was Square Enix and I was Crystal Dynamics and you had the Tomb Raider team making a game based on, you know, arguably, uh, well, I think the Avengers holds the record for the highest grossing opening, or doesn't it? Or highest mm. grossing film. Um, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd be expecting certain things from a uh, video game based on that. It doesn't look like it met those expectations. It's gone into Game Pass now, okay? So that is, again, in inverted commas, free to uh, those that pay for the subscription service. Um, however, uh, it, what has happened now is that they've added in um, this ability to sort of fast track that player. So, so to get money from players who have got it from for in inverted commas free, uh, which feels yeah, which doesn't it feels a bit grubby. It feels a bit grubby to me, Steve. It's so tempting though, isn't it? If 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 you are releasing a game and you want it to make money, then microtransactions that fast forward the player through that experience is well one really tried and tested way to do that. And at some point, I guess you're faced with a well, sorry, you're not faced with a a moral choice there. Uh, probably people higher up the company structure than you are are faced with the moral choice as the developer of the game, which is, okay, this game, as you said, isn't making as much money as we hoped. How can we fix that problem? And well, I guess... Yeah, I- Sorry, to, I guess you wrestle with that internally as the developer, which is you say, well, yeah, this goes back on something that we've said before, but there are two alternatives from here. One, we all lose our jobs and the game stops functioning as a piece of software because it's unsustainable. Or two, we break that promise and you start going, well, what, what, who's it really harming? If people want to fast forward through the game we've built for them, then sure, let them. How does it, how does it affect other people's experience? of that game just because someone is levelling faster than them. They'll be charging 50 quid just to, just to see the credits next, though, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that, that's, that's the logical conclusion and, of, of and all of this. Is, well, you know, how does it affect your experience if someone else is paying 50 quid just to see the credits? They better be uh, very good uh, credits. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you're right. I, I think it also feels grubby, but as I... I I can see how the developers who've made the game have ended up in that situation. So let's move on. News story three. Again, from Video Games Chronicle, on the 7th of October, uh, from Chris Scullion, Sony has announced that its new line of Bravia XR televisions will be branded perfect for PlayStation 5. This comes a year after the company started branding other Bravia televisions as ready for PlayStation 5. According to the press release, the change from ready to perfect lighted two new features exclusive to the Bravia XR televisions, auto HDR tone mapping and auto genre picture mode. Uh, It then goes on to describe what those means. Um, The news may irritate some users who purchased new televisions last year, which were branded as ready for PlayStation 5. Uh, The Bravia televisions also include an ultra-low latency game mode and allow users to turn on the television console at the same time using the PS5's DualSense controller. Whoop-dee-doo. So what do we think next year's televisions are going to be, Steve? (laughs) They're going to be having full sex with a PlayStation 5, aren't they? Aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then you move on to looking for PlayStation 6. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sure. Like, I, I've got a really basic question for you, Simon. Are Sony, the electronics manufacturer who make TVs, friends with Sony who make consoles? Oh, they're perfect together, aren't they? Um, according to press releases. <laughs> Comfortable right now. I know, uh, the reason I ask is, certainly when I worked there, and that was getting on for uh, 15, 20 years ago now, there was internal difficulties in uh, forming relationships within these companies to the point that I wasn't even sure whether they were part of the same corporate structure back then. Because sometimes you get that, right? You get um, a big company hives off into literally two completely different corporate entities. Um, So I'm genuinely not sure that they are the same company, are they? They're part of the same family, aren't they? But there'll always be competition between these uh, divisions, won't there? Um... 
but yeah, it makes it. I mean, there's 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 a, there's a trailer running now. I wonder if uh, Video Games Chronicle got paid for this. Put that in there. Um, it does look good though. Uh, together, it does look perfect. Intense contrast from any angle. Um, yeah, uh, you know they're. Uh, both in the business of hardware aren't they so i guess it makes sense i mean but then also what it should start doing is slagging off other televisions it shouldn't it shouldn't recognize a samsung that's what it should do. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> uh you're the early adopter here hi you haven't yet adopted a playstation 5 i've been unable to adopt a playstation 5 but if you were granted permission to adopt a playstation 5 would you then feel compelled to adopt uh, a Sony TV as well. I would not, no. Me neither. News Story 4. That's it, Steve, I think. I've decided... Really? Well... I was going to talk about the Twitch leak. I don't feel qualified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that stopped me before... I uh, had you... two emails about it. Okay, uh, did you? Because like, I've from got her... two Twitch accounts. Ooh, who are they from? Were they from hackers? Demanding <laughs> money from you? <laughs> we'll stream to your 300 followers. And we'll, you won't like it. I quite like it. You might get more followers. Um, no, they were just saying from Twitch, reset your stream key. So I, what is... I have reset the stream key for okay. Mario Key. I have not reset the stream key for, uh, I think it's Steve Curran. So if anyone wants to stream on Steve Curran and has access to the dark web, feel free. <laughs> Do you know what a stream key is? I don't know. All right, it's the it's the long alphanumeric code which you stick into OBS which allows you to broadcast to that channel. So with that alphanumeric code you can effectively broadcast on someone's channel. So it is Ooh. it is it is, you know, it's it's bad news that it's got out there. What is yours then? Uh I you know what, maybe we could make it into a part where I'll read out <laughs> a single letter. Uh, the problem is, I've got to remember my password for Twitch first. So, if any of the hackers out there have that, just um, email it to team at onelifeleft.com. <laughs> uh, right, that's the news. Thank you, Simon. Uh, let's have some music. One Life Left video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
We're back. This is One Life Left, broadcasting live on Resonance 104.4 FM. And by live, I mean recorded a couple of days before. Resonance is a radio station that broadcasts in South London, broadcasts to London. But we're also available as a podcast. You can find details on that at www.onelifeleft.com. You'll also find there the show notes, which will tell you what piece of music is playing right now. And also you'll find a link to the One Life Left Discord where you can join the conversation, talk about the show and talk about games and not games as well. I'll see you there. Will you? Will you, Simon? <laughs> Will I? Have you I? seen us there this week? Uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been, been all over Discord in. this week. You've dropped in. Um, I do have a... <laughs> I was chatting to someone this week, not on the Discord, but in real life about the show. You know what they said to me? <laughs> what now? Said, what, what have I done now? <laughs> well, it is something you've done, but it's something we were both responsible for. Uh, so they were saying, they were saying, you know, they're, they're a man of a certain age, like we are. Okay. And they were saying, they've been looking into buying a gamer chair. Oh, and, lovely. <laughs> and they heard, they heard your hearty recommendation yeah. of your gamer chair, which I can see, I'm watching on Zoom right now, mm. I see you reclining and being embraced by. They heard your... Re- <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Uh, you, you know, people who cannot see the uh, Zoom conversation, which is literally everyone, will mm. not... Maybe you've recognised the sound. That was Simon aggressively reclining <laughs> to what I would approximate as a 20-degree angle. Oh, um, lovely. So the person who was talking to me said, you know, they really like the sound of your gamer chair, mm. but they were unable to find out <laughs> who made the gamer chair because um, I had gone to great lengths and I'd redacted that from the show with a beep. No, I had. I had. I'd done it. I didn't. I, 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 I sent the link Before over, you, didn't I? Go on. Before you say it, say the name. I had said that you know for a, for a premium fee we would unredact that, uh, but no one got in touch. Two things. Uh, I sent the link over actually uh, to go with the show notes, so I'm guessing that that didn't happen. Secondly, this man of a certain age apparently then also doesn't follow me on Twitter. Is that correct? Who is it? I'm going to check where they because I put pictures of it up on Twitter. Uh, so maybe they follow a lot of people. Twitter okay, it's pretty fast. Also, also these days Twitter doesn't show you every tweet, does it? It just shows you while you're away, sort of catch up nonsense. I don't know, Steve. I, I'm too I'm too cool to use the official Twitter app, aren't I? I use TweetDeck as well. I use TweetDeck on my uh, browser, and I use Phoenix Two on my Android phone. Well, um, this person definitely listens to the show. Okay. And presumably they can hear you calling them out right now. Hello, this person. Will you make yourself known to me (laughs) by either DMing me or following me on Twitter? And and this is going to act as a double call-out because if they don't regularly listen to the show, then they won't hear that and won't let you... No, either. So, this feels like a Good. honey trap, doesn't it? <laughs> Good work, us. Well done. Shall we do the letters? Let's do the letters. All right, let me check Discord while you deal with um, the long one. Life, yes. Robert Wells writes, hello team, hello SSG. This week I walked down a dark and scary road to a sewage treatment plant to witness a filming session for the new series of Games Master. Very much still on brand with that old gothic M. Minions in long robes and plague doctor masks and a loudmouth Scotsman at the front. Some things have changed though. Rab, our host, is joined by Frankie in the commentary box and Ty getting vox pops from the audience. The average kid challenges seem to have been replaced by professional gamers, which means there's some skill on display. The identity of the floating head is still a secret. We were meant to be in the Games Master power station, but it's actually the old Crossness pumping station, which is beautiful. You'll note when you see it that the forfeit is somewhat lavatorial. The set was cold and dusty and smelled faintly of poo, but I had a great time and I can't wait to see what it looks like on screen. One thing they've kept is golden joysticks, still the same spray-painted quick shots in plastic cases. They feel weirdly out of place. When the show was first on, it was a desirable modern device. 
joysticks were a symbol of gaming. I can't remember the last time I played a game with a joystick. It definitely would have been an old arcade cabinet. What of the old show would you like to see back? What do you hope they've left in the past? Pip, pip, Robert. Thank you, Robert. I'm very, very pleased that we were able to get an inside scoop on the filming of Games Master. Um, what immediately struck me about this, though, was it seemed like such a strange day to be filming it. They were filming on the Wednesday evening in central London, when on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, it was the return of London's largest in-person in video games event in, in the form of EGX. It just seemed really strange to me just to keep them entirely separate. If you've got an audience of people coming into London, then why wouldn't you offer them the chance to get involved in that? They could have had loads of people there. I did um, wonder about that. I worry. I, I wondered whether they had deliberately avoided it because they worried about other things going on around EGX and they didn't want to clash. I'll tell you what was going on around EGX, Steve. <laughs> I went uh, for a, a couple of drinks in the evening uh, to the nearest hotels and I can tell you that um, on the Thursday night of EGX, the first evening... Um, the pub immediately outside uh, XL Centre was serving bottles only because it had run out of draft. Uh, the hotel facing XL ran out of CO2 because of the energy crisis and the fact that they stopped <laughs> making fertiliser. And what, what I didn't realise, all of these connected things, blue passports though, what I hadn't realised was that, um, that, that lager... Uh, is carbonated at the point of delivery. I thought it all came out of ca casks and kegs and what have you. So they had plenty of beer. They didn't have the CO2 to make it fizzy, so we couldn't have any. Oh, my goodness. Now, I dread to think... And, and they weren't getting another delivery, that particular hotel. They weren't getting another delivery for uh, 16 days. <gasps> Still, blue passports. Mm. Blue mm. passports. So, um... It was really, really good to hear that Rab was cast as the new Dominic. Dominic, like that's perfect casting, isn't it? That's absolutely perfect. Really looking forward to seeing the other adjustments they've made to the show as well. Uh, I think the golden joysticks thing is kind of nice, and the general uh, stuff that Rob uh, alludes to at the start of his letter, um, that sort of call back to the original series. What would I bring back? I'm. Uh, when I think of Games Master, I think of the... Um, I assume Bitmap Brothers developed coin-collecting game that they got people to play. I think they got people to play with their phones. You, Steve Curran, are confusing your TV shows. That was the Saturday morning, live and <gasps> kicking, um, or going live, one of those. Was that definitely not on Games Master as well? Nope. My goodness. Okay, so I wouldn't bring that back. No, if I, I'd keep that on live and kicking or going live. <laughs> Uh, okay, what about you, Simon? Well, you, of course. Well, I bring back me. Yeah, these in inverted commas professional gamers. I don't, uh, I don't see how you get more professional than a world champion. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I am looking forward to seeing it. I'm not looking forward to watching an hour of it. <laughs> Maybe they'll split it up into two half hours. Maybe it's for different... What did it say when we announced this on the show? It was different... It was three inches by 60 feet or whatever it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Some kind of weird distribution method. And maybe... I, I don't know. Maybe they'll split it up differently for uh, for web and for TV. Uh, that's what I would do. Let's hope so. All right. I've got a letter and it's a follow-up. It's from Dinners in the mailbag mm. on the Discord channel. Again, if you want to drop a letter to One Life Left and you really, really can't be bothered to go through the rigmarole of typing our email address, which is... Team at onelifeleft.com in the two line of your email client, you can just drop them to the Discord and pop it in the mailbag channel. Dinner says this, How does Simon's father-in-law feel about him attempting to parlay the thoughtful, practical, gifted rucksack for an <laughs> OLED switch. Fair point. Haven't told him. Really? I don't think he listens. I think he'd be fine, though. I, in fact, I think he would admire my chutzpah in uh, getting, <laughs> essentially, free a free bag. You know, I, I, I mean, I love... I genuinely loved that bag, right? Um... Mm. 
Uh, it had weatherproof zips uh, when they were working. It had tons of pockets, so many that I would often think I wasn't carrying something when I was. Uh, and equally, it had a zip around the middle, which would expand it from a tight 20 litre capacity to a very generous weekend away 30 litre capacity, assuming that you were going away for the weekend carrying water or, or, or some, some form of liquid. Um, However, you know, I, that, I asked for that with um, the idea that I'd be going into London every day and that I'd be, mm. you know, carrying my, uh, my electronics and my entertainment devices with me. I don't need, I don't need the rucksack in the shed, <laughs> Steve. I've got it all here. No, what you need is a slightly brighter portable console. Very brighter, actually. Have you not been reading some of the reaction to it? People can't believe what not. they've got in their hands. Apparently, and, you know, I have to wait till Wednesday, um... Apparently, uh, it, it literally has to be seen to be believed in terms of brightness, <laughs> uh, what it does for existing titles, uh, but also that screen size as well. You I see, did not, I received I, sorry, two messages simultaneously, uh, almost simultaneously about the about the OLED switch, and I'm going to say something in the next minute or two minutes that would genuinely spoil my enjoyment of the OLED switch. Now, I don't mind spoiling Simon's, but I do mind spoiling listeners, so you may want to skip over the next minute and a half. But the first message said this, Oh my goodness, the OLED switch is incredible. The colours are so bright. It's absolutely phenomenal. That's what I'm hearing. The second message said, Have you seen the thing about the protective covering on the OLED switch? Yep. And the message, and the thing that said, Whatever you do, don't peel off the covering. Nope. If someone tells me that, then obviously I'm going to know it's there and the only thing I'm going to want to do is pick away at the covering that you're absolutely not meant to peel off. Well then you enjoy the shards of glass that will be uh, expelled at your face <laughs> when you drop it because that's what it's there for. It's there to save it if you break the screen. Okay, all right, good. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that hasn't uh, wrecked your enjoyment of your imminently arriving OLED and I expect a full review on your non-broken OLED next week. I found that letter, Simon. Go on. The one that's Let's do it. The one that the one that says Massive Disappointment. <laughs> Long time listener. <laughs> that's that's the subject line. Dear team at onelifeleft.com. I wrote you a funny letter the previous week inquiring about Anne spelt correctly but it wasn't read out i thought perhaps you had quotes too many letters this week or that maybe it was a subject you couldn't talk away talk about so i said to myself oh well never mind then in all caps this week you read out a plain letter from someone else asking about Anne. how could you i am distraught or maybe i just ended up in a junk mail folder uh, that's from Andy in Bristol. Yeah, to his credit, Andy goes on to say, PPS, uh, what a funny joke I've done. I have actually been listening for more than a year and a half, and I'm actually looking forward to Anne's possible return. So when Andy first inquired, he he was aware that Anne hadn't gone missing forever. Um, when, he, when he subsequently inquired, he was, uh, yeah, he was genuinely disappointed that we uh- had... Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that. Um, I don't recall seeing that original letter. Um, although, you know, maybe because it's such a sensitive subject, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I, I sort of blanked it out before I read it or or as I was reading it. And therefore, in my mind, it never existed. I wish there was something that we could say about it, actually. But um, So, well, there isn't because we haven't been on the boat yet. I was going to do a joke about lawyers. <laughs> our floating lawyers <laughs> floating lawyers very good um yeah it was in my junk mail so that is what happened from from my point of view sorry about that andy um but yeah we will have we'll have more to say won't we next week uh, will we steve that's 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 quite a bold <laughs> promise given it's a subject we've avoided for quite so oh, long it's the, it's the boat isn't it it's the boat on Saturday. Sunday? Saturday. It's the boat on Saturday. Yep. So that gives us two hours in a confined space. To find out what the hell she's doing. (laughs) Where has she been? (laughs) Where has she been? (laughs) What if if she doesn't turn up to the boat and she just sinks it? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's it, yeah. Well, maybe she, and, then, and then she returns on her own on Sunday. <laughs> That's got to be the end game here. Well, listeners, one way or another, depending on who's hosting the, the mailbag next week, you'll have an answer. Was that it, Steve, from the, uh, from the uh, elsewhere on the internet? think that's it uh if you want to fill our mailbag next week you can post your letters on discord or you can email team at onelifeleft.com all right we're back this is one life left and resonance 104.4 fm this is the any other business section simon how was egx egx was good um it was unsurprisingly much uh, more spread out than previous events. Uh, there were fewer exhibitors there, um, and yeah, there were there was the odd comment from a few of the industry cynics going, "Oh, this is a bit much." But actually, I found it a perfect reintroduction to games events in real life. Um, uh, you know, the fact that the walkways were wider, uh, that there was a little bit more space. Um, you know, if you'd walked straight into an EGX of old, I think it would have been really, really off-putting. So whether it was by accident or by design, um, it was just great. It, you know, <laughs> I am um, fortunate enough to have a dedicated space to work and record from in the shed, but I rarely have an opportunity within the said shed to bump into people and go, oh, hello, I haven't seen you for 18 months. Um, and so that was really nice and I did get to go for some drinks with some people and that was good too Um, I also attended the uh, B2B uh, the business to business uh, event that ran alongside it gamesindustry.biz live and it was good to catch up with people there but what brilliantly you know um, obviously the pandemic was awful um, but we should draw positives where we can Um, what the pandemic has done to uh, a B2B event which you know, is where lots of people are wearing shirts and suits will mill around and try and do the business with each other. Uh, these events tend um, to be full of full of loads and loads of people that you know you know, but sometimes you can't remember their names quite them. But as you entered, uh, as you picked up your lanyard at gi.biz, you had to state uh, whether you were uh, comfortable shaking hands, uh, whether an elbow bump was preferred, or whether you would... Um, uh, you prefer to, that people kept their distance. And this was indicated on your lanyard by a coloured dot. And that, for me, was absolutely ideal because if there was an occasion where I couldn't quite remember who I was speaking to, you go, oh, should I shake your hand? And then you had a, you have a reason to turn the lanyard round. <laughs> you're pretending that you're looking for a colour, but actually you're looking for a first name. Uh, and I, oh, honestly, that was um, I was very, very happy with that because, um, you know, generally... Uh, my, you know, my, my memory's pretty good, but there are a lot of people in the games industry and some people, you know, that you've only met a couple of times. And so it was really, really, really brilliant to be able to, uh, not have the anxiety that I often do where you have to go around calling them mate forever. I have something that I found out this week to do with exactly that kind of thing. Uh, I was on a zoom chat with a, uh, someone in the video game industry. And we had a meeting scheduled for uh, 2pm and we joined and we talked and then with five minutes to go, because there was three of us on the call, it did that thing that Zoom does if you haven't got a paid account. Okay. And it started to say, you've got, you know, in the corner, you've got five minutes left, you've got three minutes left and one minute left. And um, and this this guy who I was chatting to, (laughs) he's not short of a few, Bob. Right. So I thought, a bit weird that you've not got a paid Zoom account, but fair enough, maybe you don't use it very often or whatever. Anyway, as we um, as we came to the close of the thing, he just, just dropped a Google Meet invite in the Classic. text chat. Classic. And he said, he said, yeah, I don't have a paid Zoom account because the finite nature of these things gives me an excuse to just wrap it up. At the end, uh, just go, anyway, we're running out of time. Got to close it. Obviously, I passed a certain right. You got welcomed into the, the Google secret, Meet. Took me to the after party <laughs> in, the, in Google Meet. Uh, but yeah, I thought that's very clever. Yeah, good. Very clever. Very good. Let's draw the positives uh, where we can. 
We should. Uh, it's time for the review section. But before that, Simon Barron's Fast Five. Simon, sewer levels. Five sewer levels in video games. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 3. Chrono Trigger, Silent Hill, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, Star Wars Dark Forces, Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> Crash Team Racing, Dark Souls, Resident Evil 2, Mario Brothers. You have been looking at the Discord. Do your own well work, Steve. Do your own well, work, Steve, next time. Well done. Well done. Time for the reviews. All right, Simon, uh, you've played two games. I've played two games. Do you want me to start or you? You can go first, Go on. So, uh, you, after I talked so fondly about um, the chess game uh, last week, which is called Pornbarian. Yep. Pornbarian. Uh, which, honestly, is where the bulk of my time has gone this week. I absolutely love it. Like, I think last week I'd maybe played it for an hour. I think I was. <laughs> I played it so little I was quite confused of even the chessboard side. I was like, is it 8x8? Must be. It's not, it's 5x5, five five, and actually the beauty of it comes from that tight space, and it's so good. I'm getting pretty good at it now, but it's still <laughs> it's still beating me a lot, and it always seems fair. Beautiful, beautiful game, still solid 7 out of 10. But you told me there were two others. Mm. Um, so I played this week, I played Chesel, a puzzle game, and I also played, what's the other one called? Uh, Chessplosion. Chessplosion. Uh, Chessplosion, I'll start with. It's Bomberman meets chess. So you move around the board, you drop pieces, those pieces then explode in the um, in the way that that chess piece would, uh, would could move. So a knight explodes and sends little bullets or drops little sort of bombs on the knight kind of radius. Uh, a, a rook fires lasers on the... Um, on the vertical and horizontal lines, and so on. Um, and then, <laughs> and so enemies attack like chess pieces as well. And basically, it's just a series of levels that get increasingly difficult based on that principle. So that's how it plays out. I completed the whole of the first world, thoroughly got it, went on to the second world. Now the worlds have barriers in there as well. And I didn't go much further than that because I sort of got it. It's really, really tight, like. Um, like Pornbarian, like it's really beautifully made. It's very small, Simon. I think it's about 8 meg or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I was astonished at the size of it. And it's just beautifully produced. I stopped playing because it's not really my sort of game. Um, I, one thing I did enjoy was that it's not live, live space, so if you die on the story thing, you just keep playing it until you, uh, until you beat that level. And I think that's how these things should play out. Ultimately, the sort of game that is, uh, the, 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 of those sort of tight, tightly designed chess games, uh, the one that uh, will stick with me is Pornbarian because it's my kind of game. But if you prefer something more arcadey, and also if you fancy kind of a multiplayer scrap, uh, then yeah, Chessplosion is beautifully made, 7 out of 10. Talking of beautifully made, I've been playing Bonfire Peaks, uh, a puzzle game I've seen everybody uh, love on Twitter. Um, so, Simon, I've been on. playing that as well. Okay. Well then, so, let so me tell I, you about it. <laughs> let me hear your review and I'll tell you whether I agree. Live. <laughs> so, Bonfire Peaks uh, uh, heralds from the stable of puzzle games, uh, I think officially known as Block Pushing Puzzles. Um, soccer band puzzles sorry. bless you soccer band puzzles <laughs> um, where you uh, progress through levels but basically by moving um, uh, boxes around um, it uh, tells the story of a man who is ascending um, a mountain uh, and burning his possessions uh, as he goes it's presented in a beautiful isometric voxel world um, and yeah it's uh, it's a simple premise you can move forward and backwards and you can pivot on your spot and you can grab and drop and that is it the puzzles are all built uh from uh that premise and um i initially found it quite fiddly to control the i mean you, there, there are a couple of control mechanisms that you can choose from the, but the, the one that seemed to fit with the design was the pivot one which does require a little bit of getting used to um, but uh, I mean, I thought it looked super pretty. I thought it had a really sort of lovely atmosphere to it. But boy, is it 
it gets pretty hard pretty quick um and i found myself stuck for days for days and days and days and how far through are you i'd imagine like an hour in um okay. uh i hold think on maybe, maybe is that an hour or... in in like so you've been stuck for days oh, so right. you've spent like spent like several days getting an hour in no, uh, well, I've probably been solving levels for about an hour, maybe okay. a little longer. Um, I've reached the one, and funnily enough, I mean, so a lot of people say uh, that it's a class, it's a brilliant puzzle game because it gets so hard that you need to you need to go away from it. You need to go away and do other things, and then. Um, uh, they've been saying on Twitter that, that that there's been a moment where of inspiration it struck you, and I saw somebody mention it this morning actually, and they post a picture of the level I am stuck on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been it's been three or four days, so I've been sort of dipping in and out of that and a couple of other uh, Switch titles, but uh, yeah, I've been, I mean, have I, I've been enjoying it. Uh, sort of. I mean, I think it's really good. It's super hard. I think if you're good at this, if you, if you like the challenge, it's right up your street. I've not. It's not frustrated me, and I do think I'll go back to it. So there is definitely something there. So that is exactly how good versions of this kind of game and good puzzle games work, in that they should challenge you and leave you feeling, I'm never going to solve that, but after some time away, you approach it from a different angle, or you have that moment of... Uh, inspiration and you're like wait I get it come back and play it and then you move on that is how Steven Sausage Roll worked for me for about six months of playing it on and off and getting stuck on levels and then going away and coming back this is the closest thing that is to a more populist mainstream version of Steven Sausage Roll and it's it, it feels like exactly the same structure every level tries to teach you a new technique and tests you on that like you sort of fumble through it and then suddenly you have that moment the next level typically a lot of the time in puzzle games you learn something and then the next five levels test you on that here it tends to just move straight on to the next thing the next thing it's trying to teach you the next trick it's published by Drakneck, um who uh, is behind Soccer Bond, which is one of my favourite games, Good Hut, Snowman is Hard to Build, and um, uh, A Monster's Expedition, which we loved, I don't know, a few months ago. It's kind of the same genre, but the opposite of that, right? A Monster's Expedition is so gentle, and yeah, it teaches you new techniques, but you will get through and you will get to the end. I'm also stuck on this game. <laughs> I will go back to it, um, and it's so beautiful as well. It's like stunning looking game. Uh, 7 out of 10 from me. The opposite of that, when I've been uh, wanting to just, you know, let my mind wander uh, through the solutions of block-moving puzzles, uh, is uh, going on holiday in Far Cry 6. Um, we're uh. running quite out of time. It's the opposite of um, Bonfire Peaks. It's <laughs> it's a really, really violent game. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, open-world mainstream games. I got quite far in Far Cry 5 until Dexter overwrote my save. Uh, and um, yeah, again, I'm I'm probably a couple of hours into Far Cry Six. It looks incredible, such a beautiful game, and actually, it's really nice being in a in an island location like that, where uh, it feels like you're on holiday, but a very very stabby holiday. So <laughs> I don't know, Falaraki or somewhere like that. <laughs> Early days, seven out of ten. And Chesel is a really really simple chess puzzle game based on a really simple pre- premise. Uh, it's every time you take a piece you become that piece and have to work out how to move to take the next piece Uh, and that's it like that's the whole game it plays out with a nice ambient soundtrack and it's designed almost as a mellow puzzle playing experience Uh, I I enjoyed it and I will probably go back to it someday after I need (laughs) relaxing after either going on holiday to Faliraki or playing Far Cry 6 7 out of 10 Good. Well, big week ahead, isn't it? Switch OLED. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm so excited that I have not started playing Metroid Dread, Mo- Super Monkey Ball, nor Cruise and Blast, which a lot of people have been recommending as a as a fast-paced uh, arcade racer. So those three are waiting to be start started uh, with the advance with the um, yeah under the 
under the gaze of the OLED, under the gaze of my eyes on the OLED screen. That's, that's what I should well, be Well, I've been playing a bit more of Super Monkey Ball as well, but more importantly, so has my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Oh, great. And maybe we'll talk more about that on the show next week. Good. Right, big week ahead then. Like I say, OLED switch and a boat. <laughs> maybe we should take some of our old hardware. Straight um, to the canal. Straight, <laughs> straight to the bottom. Uh Thank you, Simon. It's been super fun as well. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back in exactly seven days' time. But until then... Goodbye! Bye. <laughs>